0: No, this introducing the original blood clad podcast not yes, a sodium semantic special dedication all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, S-W-O-T, semantic. Yeah, man, no. boom! Sodium
1: semantic. Yeah, man, no. big ups to the man, yeah. sodium semantic. Another episode of Soothing Semantics. I'm your host Rafi Pinsky, and this is Corey Schuster. Mm-hmm. Pleasure to have you.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. Now um, I'm just going to put this out put this out in the air. I accidentally wasn't recording, <laughs> so now that I wasn't recording, we're going over um, all of the topics. So essentially, Corey has made Aliyah to Israel. He has moved to Israel from Canada uh, several years ago. Uh, he got married to his, hus- his, husband in, you mentioned 20 years ago.
0: No, we were, we were married. Wait, we were, when did we first marry? We married a couple twice. Then we got divorced. <laughs> so okay. I didn't do that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. We were together 20 years. That's what's important. Okay. Okay. I didn't need
1: to mention that part. Okay. And,
0: he, and he's Israeli. And, uh, so I, I learned a lot about Israeli society through him and his family who so are in the videos. A lot of them are in the videos.
1: And you just decided to stay in Israel at this point? You didn't, you know, no interest in moving to America?
0: <clears throat> uh, well, America, I can't because I'm Canadian. You can't just move to America.
1: Um, All right.
0: And uh, um, yeah, Israel's a, a much more interesting place uh, than Canada. So
1: I imagine so. I always shit on, on Canada.
0: It's okay. It, it's, it's a great <laughs> country. It's really dull. Nothing happens.
1: Oh, okay, fair enough say no more so um, even though we went into this already, yeah. kind of go into what you how I'm sorry how this came about the yeah. uh, the question the questions to Palestinians and Israelis, kind of what you've experienced and uh, what you guys guess hope to accomplish Okay,
0: right. so how it all came about was i we had lived in Canada for a while and I did a, an MA in conflict studies. And I wanted to find a way to work in something, to find a job in something to do with the conflict, about conflict, uh, Israeli Palestinian conflict. But I'm not really a very empathetic person. I mean, I am underneath, but I tend to be sarcastic and say the wrong thing. So I have to find something that's good for me. And uh, uh, I uh, was, while I was looking for a job and doing my, writing my thesis, Um, I was involved in all these Facebook groups and forum groups where people were debating the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And it's always people who are not Israeli and not Palestinian and actually generally not even Jews and Arabs. They don't actually know anything firsthand. They didn't experience it. Maybe they've been here. They were here for a couple of weeks. So they think they know everything. And they always have a YouTube video, you know, that they can post to prove how right they are. Mm-hmm. and i just kept thinking yeah but it's not this is not mainstream i mean i know Israeli really main, the mainstream uh palestinians i didn't know very well this is what you guys are talking about yeah it's not going to fly and they never believed me and i got tired of arguing so finally somebody actually said what are you going to do go out and ask people and i thought that's a brilliant idea it just hit me uh, suddenly i have a camera video camera why am i not the camera the the, the um uh, conversations that i have with people day to day um, why am I not recording? And I thought, well, that's going to be a lot, right? Because you, nobody here thinks in logical sequential ways to describe something. Um, but if I give them a question and I say, can you give me a two minute answer? Maybe I could get something. So I tried it. I tried it in my neighborhood and that was in March, two, th- uh, 2000, what year is it? 12. And so it's been nine years. And I just, when I put it together, I saw how that works. You're getting people's honest opinions um, on whatever you're asking them about. And it, of course, you're catching people off guard. I'm not telling them the question before, so it's just their emotional reaction. So they might rethink it later, of course. Um, And you don't, you can't watch one video and think you know everything about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict or that you've really captured all society. Um, you get, though, if you watch a bunch of the videos of each side, you get a certain story told to you of the way people think. And to me, that's good, That's actually better than what media does. So because media comes in with a, sort of an agenda or they, they're looking for something specific and they try to tell that story. And I don't blame them because, you know, I came from Canada thinking, oh, everybody wants peace and everyone just wants this and, and, and whatever I want. And that's not how people think all around the world. People think in different ways and that's okay. Um, so I want to capture what do, how do people think? Why do they think that way? And what led them to think that way? Cause that's, what's interesting to, interesting to me. So yeah, that's the short version. So there's a lot of videos, about a thousand videos asking questions, eight to 10 people in each of those qu- uh, videos answering questions. So there's a lot of material.
1: Without a doubt. I, I was mentioning to you before, that some of the people might not be giving honest answers due right. to uh their family, you know, mm-hmm. any kind of uh backlash. And you know, they're worried that somebody might beat them up for it. You know, they they don't have that same freedom. So you mentioned that Orthodox Jews and the Arab side, whether they're Arab, Israeli, or Palestinian, yeah. they don't, you know, you can't you can't be certain that they're telling you that I don't
0: know. I can't know. An honest
1: answer. I know. For sure. Yeah. Right.
0: Because they could, I I know stories of people that told me that they went on my videos and then after regretted what they said. And it's not what you necessarily think. It's actually um, things like they were too um, kind to Jews in the videos. They said things were too nice to Jews and they knew that their family was going to be upset about it. So so they were very worried about it. Um, Or people who said atheists are awful and then reportedly told... Uh, uh, Western people, I regret what I said. I think I, you know, I've thought about it, and atheists are okay. Um, I don't know what's true. I don't know what which of those, or both, um, what's the honest truth. I have no idea. With Israelis, I can tell better when they're putting me on um, because I live on this side. Um, right. With the Orthodox, not sure. Like, uh, Jews, I don't know. With the Arabs, uh, Palestinians,
1: I don't know. Yeah, but you, you're still getting much more of a raw answer as opposed to, like you said, as opposed to the news, which tends to be so biased and one-sided.
0: Yeah, sure. So Even if, even if they're telling me what they think their society expects, even if that was the truth, that says something also. That's how I look at it. Because some people will say, well, how can you trust the answers? I can't, I can't trust the answer. But it's telling me, even if they're answering in a way to sound really tough, for example, on the Palestinian side, it's telling me what's important in their culture. Sure. So that's interesting in itself. So that's how I look at it.
1: It teaches you a lot about both sides. Mm -hmm. You know, it kind of, for the Arab side, and I know this, I know this because I was in the army there, they're extremely, extremely about, very prideful. Mm -hmm. You know, they can be very warm, but if something even quite frankly isn't true, and I think we all have this, but I can definitely say, and whether they like it or not, that when they have something that they believe in, Even if you kind of logically say, "I don't really think it's like that," because of A, B, and C, they're like, "Nope, that's it."
0: Yeah,
1: I would say say Israelis definitely can be that way too, but I definitely think it's more open. Yeah, I think once you the, the culture is more open; it's a democratic state, so you you know people are more open to being like, "Oh, you know, actually, I hear what you're where you're coming from." And my this is my opinion. I don't. I don't. I I'd like to believe it's not because I'm Jewish. I just, I'm, I look at both sides and this is something I, I feel is the case. Do you, do you feel that way to some degree? Yeah,
0: to some degree, because on the Israeli side, they have more power. I mean, they have, you know, we're not worried that, well, they are, we are worried our state's going to be taken away from us. But it's really not, it's not going to happen today or tomorrow. Like, we're, right. we're, we're pretty safe on the Israeli side, really. Right. Um, and you know, it. even if you are a little bit, everyone's always worried. You know, who knows what could happen? Absolutely. Legitimately, that's fine. Um, so you have more room, because you feel that sense of security, um, that you have more room for uh, dissension, for thinking a little bit differently, for, th- for listening to others. Now, it doesn't always happen because you have a lot of people here that I get, as I get um, called all the time, a uh, uh, leftist traitor. Anytime you think in any way, even the questions that I ask, what do you think is the solution to the conflict? People will start yelling at me. You leftist asshole! You traitor! Oh, because
1: they think that you're asking it. They
0: assume you. I'm from um, uh, Breaking the Silence or some organization which right. is very anti-Israel, um, and and I, I have to calm them down a lot of times. Like I have to, and sometimes they don't care; they just walk away and right. and they're like, "Fuck you! I don't I don't care." So it happens on the Palestinian side. Also, Israel has lots of uh, established institutions which make our democracy uh, more vibrant. I don't think it's actually in great shape personally, but that's a, that's a whole other thing. Um, but there are institutions that are, uh, that, that exist and that are stable. Palestinians don't have any of that. They have tribal ideas of, you know, who in their family they align with and that they are Palestinians, um, and that they suffer. And the whole reason they suffer is because of the Jews. So yeah, it gets much more complicated. So to know if what they feel is what, they, what they're what they saying is what they actually feel all the time or if there's more, because um, they don't hint at much uh, moderation uh, often on the Palestinian side. But then you, if you have one-on-one conversations, you can get there easier. And I can't capture that on film because it's on film, right? So right. Um, often they're, film, gonna they're, they're not going to say lot it. Much. But I noticed, not with everyone, but with a lot of people, you could be, if you spend a lot of time with some people, you can get further. You can, because I've had the experiences, but it doesn't mean it's going to translate to the societal level yet. Right. Anyway. So, yeah, sorry, that was a long rant. about.
1: No, 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 because when I watch your videos and I, some with some of these questions, I really start to enter this... It gets, puts me very deep in thought because as I said, when I was in the Army, I used to think about the entire situation. I used to try to step out of it and say... We're doing all these checkpoints. We have these this group of people that lives next to us, but we kind of we call the shots, they're they don't like it. We don't like, we don't like it. There's so much going on. And then you go ahead and ask these questions. And I said, Okay, where are we? <laughs> what are they thinking? What are we thinking? Is this how this is gonna go down for the next 10, 20, 30 years? What can we do otherwise? And it just really gets me thinking about it. Because it's at the end of the day, it's not a normal. Obviously not a normal circumstance. So it's just we've, we've both kind of accepted it in a sense. I can't say they've accepted it for sure. Uh, no,
0: they have not, actually.
1: No, for sure not. Day to day, they still go along with their day. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to Gaza, people are playing soccer. You know, I've watched documentaries. You know, they're, they're still hoping and dreaming, okay, this isn't permanent. We're taking it. We're taking the land, yada, yada. But they still have to eat. They still have to get haircuts. They still have to pray. Yep. They're getting married. They have. There's still things they need to do on the day to day. So, you got what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's a strange. Yeah, they're also. Yeah, it, I have to give it to them though. I, they're they're very confident that they will take it back at some point, which is which is interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Know, you know, based on your questions, you get that a lot. They'll say, "Okay, you know, this isn't when we get it back." Yada yada.
0: Yeah, that's very common, um, which surprised me at the beginning, because I, of course, walked into it thinking, no, of course they understand that the two-state solution is probably the only solution, or we have to figure out some way to live together, and it didn't even enter my mind that you know they'd be like, no, 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 like the, my second, my first question to Palestinians was, do you plan to throw the Jews in the sea? And I thought it was a joke question. It was like my my question about um, why did Israelis steal the homos? Because I actually thought at the very beginning. Um, oh, yeah, and I no would make know. some joke videos of absurd questions and they answered it honestly. And a lot of them said, yes. And I was like, I, d- I don't know what to do with that. Like, what do I, I don't know how to make a joke from that. And I don't know, um, how to handle it. So psychologically. So I just put it up as is, um, cause I was a bit surprised. I thought who would really think this way that we're going to throw the Jews in the sea who would actually think this way today, 1980. Okay. Maybe today um very much think it a lot i mean a lot of them said we can't we don't have the means to do it but a lot of people said, yeah of course we want to and that surprised me so i thought okay there's some, we're we're dealing with a lot here not not as i thought not as i or, or how the media even just if i listen to the media probably
1: sorry what did you say i cut you off
0: I, I said if i look at western media uh canadian american european media um, you would think that both sides equally want peace
1: mm-hmm. in the
0: way that Westerners define it. I, I'm, I'm trying to stay clear. Because, of course, Palestinians want peace. They just want peace for Palestinians. Sure. Israelis really unimportant to them. So, and, of course, Israelis want peace, and they don't care about Palestinians at all. So um, they understand. Israelis have more of an understanding that Palestinians exist, and we have to do something. Um, a lot of Palestinians just ignore that fact. It just ignores <laughs>
1: Well, it's I, it, yeah, I think it comes from that's my,
0: my thought.
1: I think it comes from the fact that they were defeated, and there's pride, yeah, and they're they want their honor back. Yeah, For them, it's there's very important. Here. Yeah,
0: you know, it's a very
1: it's just very common in Arabs Arab culture wherever you go. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the sense of they're very you know they have these they're very tribal and they want their their honor and they want their land they want their this they want their that so you know this isn't even me. Talking shit or saying something negative. I mean, don't I don't know if it's a positive necessarily, but that's how it is. But then again, as I've said in other episodes, they can be some of the warmest people, uh, very you know, very hospitable. So everyone has their pros and cons. Uh, but yeah, the the episodes you've done, I it's really, it's wild. I've I've watched, I've probably watched at least fifty percent of them, if not more. And you've made a lot of videos, but I've I've like going through your videos, I've seen a large percentage. Just just an FYI. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. The good stuff. I um, enjoy doing it.
0: So, you know, some people uh, people contact me all the time and they don't realize that I've already asked that question. That's okay. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I've actually remade videos by mistake because I forgot that I asked the question. So, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody asked me the other day, "What is pal- according to Palestinians, what is the solution? And I realized I made that video three times.
1: Three times.
0: Yeah. Well, the first time it was actually, I just made too many of them. So I split it into two videos. So that was, you know, where I was at the beginning. So I didn't know I should only, because you don't want to make a 50 minute video. It's too much. So I just split it into two separate videos. And then three or four years later, I made another one, the same question exactly. And I just forgot that I asked that question. So, yeah, but you could see it here. This is, I could cover up my own uh, incompetence. I could just say, well, I was looking at over, looking at it over time. You could see in 2012, you could see in 2018. If there's a difference, there was no difference.
1: Same Yeah. Yeah, they. It's it's so interesting. What do you think? What are your views on the matter? Well, you got to be more specific. It's a really complex uh, situation. So some days I'm
0: cursing both sides. Some only one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what what do you think? Both side. what did you do? Okay. Give me a moment. It was, it was a rough night last night.
0: It's okay. What, it's are,
1: what are the issues psychologically that both sides have their mentality, their ways of thinking that are holding them back. And what's your personal opinion on the matter? Are you more pro Israel? you more pro Palestinian. Uh, and, and my take is that you're pro Israel. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but kind of where are you holding it in this situation?
0: Okay, there's a lot of questions. So I, I gotta, yeah,
1: You okay. can start off first with the with the mentality thing. But it's all tying into kind of where you, where you think both sides are and what your what your uh, so up- so
0: each side has a, a very specific and
1: different take on his on their history.
0: In fact, if you um, if 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 each side described their own conflict and the history of the conflict. If you change the names, you would think you're talking about completely different conflicts. One could be in Sri Lanka, another one in Colombia. Um, so each one sees, they don't see the conflict in the same way at all. They're not, you know, mirror or not, they mirror images in, in a different way. But they're, they're not, that this one is saying X and oh, I understand how they feel Y. It, it, they don't even match. So how do you, because you're speaking at each other like that, how do you even solve it? Um, and it's all, it's related to things like power and land and religion and identity. I like to focus on culture and identity because I think that is the, the uh, aspects that most, um, that I find interesting and that I think most people ignore. And I think that's the, the one that's, because land, okay, you draw your border this way or you figure out a way to share. Religion, religions are religions, but you can find commonalities in religion, uh, power don't know how to solve that because Palestinians basically have very little power and Israelis have more power and no one gives up power. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, but there there are ways of thinking about trans, uh, uh, conflict transformation that deal with that. When it comes to uh, societies, cultures, uh, identity, that's tougher. That's a tougher one because each because each group could be a different identity or see it differently. So. Mizrahi Israelis will see it differently than Ashkenazi Israelis because of history, because of the, the history with the, each other. They're just gonna see it differently. So, so it makes it very, very complicated. Uh, where do I stand in all this? I mean, I'm a Jew. I, am, uh, I, I, I relate better to the Israeli side because it, the Israeli side is more Western. It is part of my culture. Um, it's part of my history. I don't believe I'm an atheist. I don't believe at all. Um, And I don't celebrate any of the holidays because I just personally, I've always had this thing that I just don't care, even though I was dragged to every holiday and and everyone says, come on, you must love Passover. You must. And I don't like any of them, but that's okay. I don't care. Um, uh, So, but I relate to my side much better. Their side is much more confusing. I'm much more confused by how they interpret uh, uh, what goes on, how they think. So, I can relate better to the Israeli side. I know what's going on better. So uh, when it comes to, uh, I, I don't know if that means I'm pro-Israel or uh, I feel bad for Palestinians. And I think that they have got in um, the raw deal in all this. And I think that they. That's have... how it that
1: works. What sorry? This is how this works. I, the the such a big problem is that throughout history, you go to war. The winner wins the spoils of war. The loser loses. That's it. Usually, it's it's accepted that way, and it's it sucks for one of the parties. Now, you know they live there. It wasn't like we conquered everything and they all left, and it was just Jews. You know, we we you know they're still here. So it's a complicated situation. So ultimately,
0: we're also entered a new era in in world politics and in well, sorry, Western yeah. world politics, where the uh, uh, developing nations are using the guilt towards the Western nation. And the Western nation is looking at it from a human rights perspective. That's actually a very nice thing. That's actually development. That's very good. Um, The question is, how do you decide what's right and what's wrong anymore? How do you decide who gets what? So it used to be, you're right, you won, the loser, sorry, sucks to be you, move on. Um, And that's why when I talk to Palestinians and talk about refugees, I say, well, if you look at Syria, Turkey, Greece, Uh, this whole area, or or Europe, forget even Europe in World War II, but just this area, Kurds, um, the Arabs took over. Um, Sorry, it sucks to be a Kurd. It sucks to be uh, um, an Armenian in in Syria or in uh, Lebanon. What are you gonna do? Now? I I hope they get, you know, uh, human rights, and I hope they are equal, and I hope all those things. Um, But Palestinians are not the only refugees in the world. Uh, On the other hand, it's also they continue to suffer. Um, and I hold them accountable to part of that as well. It's not just Israel. It's not just the Western uh, uh, Europe and, and right. America. I hold them to accountable because they could have... To them, giving up means I, I die. I give up completely. But we as Jews know that giving up in our history could also mean you take a more passive role in, in a conflict. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you actually die. It doesn't mean you lose your culture. It doesn't mean you lose everything. They don't really have that experience or that that we, we do. So that's what we tell them, Come on, suck it up. You you lost the war, exactly. you live under us. That's kind of what we're saying. Now, also, I would say as a humanist, that's kind of unfair to ask of people. Uh, because as Jews, why would we accept that? So the I kind of hold everyone to the
1: Sorry? I said very Jordan Peterson-esque. I like this is great. Okay. I don't sure. want to I don't want to get take credit away from you. No, I, I don't
0: actually listen to the guy. I've heard him rant about a few things, but that was oh, Really? I, I, I think yeah, he's
1: yeah. brilliant. But no, it's a very, a very good, very good.
0: And that's the way play. I see it. And I, when I, but actually when I'm asking the question, so now everyone's gonna say, ah, that's his agenda in the videos, because everyone does this. But right. I'm actually doing is I'm trying to wrap my mind around the person who asked the question, how they view it as much as possible without getting killed. <laughs> so so you <laughs> come in, I ask your question, uh, Rafael. And you're going, come on, suck it up, Palestinians. I can't really be quite so blunt because I also have a a translator to think about and she could get in trouble and I have to think Uh, about that. But I can do it to a certain extent. I could do it. And then if I run out of whatever I think you would say, I then go to what I think I would say. And as a Canadian,
1: by the way, not as a, you know. Not. I think that also when you ask her that, sometimes you'll ask her a question and she'll kind of like confirm that you were asking that. (laughs) Yeah, because she's Wait, often.
0: we've been working together for six, seven years. She's still like, I don't understand what you're saying. And I don't understand what she's saying. Not because of the language, because things are framed so differently. And you could use the same word for for the opposite things for, uh, from us. So and I found this out by accident by asking Palestinians, do you want peace? And they say, of course. And then I said stupid, like. Thinking Well, let me just make sure when I say peace, I mean peace with the Israelis, obviously, because that's what anybody would think, right? No, they went, no, of course not. I want peace between Palestinians. I don't want the Israelis. I don't like that. So you, you can't make assumptions. She, so my translator gets mad at me when I ask about the occupation. Are we talking about 67? Or are we talking about the fact that Israel exists at all? So, I call it the 48 occupation or the 67 occupation. And she gets mad at me every time, going, You haven't learned. It's always the 48 occupation. Israel cannot exist, period. And so she gets mad, going, Why are you still asking this stupid question? It's and I just, because nobody believes. Everyone thinks, No, no, no. It was just that person who said that. So, and then sometimes I go back on videos and I realize I, I, I should have asked it differently or I
1: should have clarified more. That, that happens all the time. So, yeah. Wow. Well. Do, do you, has wife. her mind changed since you started working with her? Had sorry what? Has her mind changed? Like where is she? Where does she hold in all this? I know maybe I, maybe she's open to
0: Israel in a sense, like meaning it exists. Um, I don't think she's really happy. She 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 suffers. I can't get her a permit to get into Israel. What happened? I can't get her a permit to come into Israel because I'm just a human being. I'm not an NGO. And only an NGO with a purpose is allowed to get a permit. And then it's only for certain days. And then you have to do it a certain way. And so from her perspective, she has to jump through hoops just to be able to go to the beach, which is a bit ridiculous for somebody who has no criminal record, has no family of terror. Like nobody's a terrorist in her family. After we've been in this 20, how many years since the second intifada? At some point, someone should be a little smarter about this and a little more humanizing. Why Um, is she
1: having such trouble with it?
0: They all do it's a, it's because, because you have, I don't know if you worked in COGAT or something like that, but in the army, COGAT, uh, the people who deal with the permit system, you have 19 yeah. year olds dealing with permits and they don't really care. And they, you know, they're, they're just kind of following rules and making it up as they go along. And if they don't finish it by the end of the day, maybe they just throw everything in the garbage. Cause what does it matter? You know, that I, I know someone who works in that and that's what actually happens. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and no, it's, it's bad and it's not, okay, so it's not abuse the way the leftist or whatever you want to call them, um, the human rights organizations describe it. It's the mundane things. It's the fact that somebody applies for a permit and they have to apply three or four times and waste their time over something. And I get why there's the security for it. So you don't just say people who are writing, you know, typing now comments. I get it completely. I'm, I'm very security uh, minded, um, but I think there are better ways to do this and more humane ways to do this. Because in the end, we live next to each other. Like you said, there are these people who live next to us. um, Don't understand their definition of how they fit in. doesn't matter. They're still there. And, you know, not everyone wants to kill us. So what do we do? Yeah, no, it's a complex. It's very, it's interesting. Yeah. So so what does she actually feel? She obviously is very Palestinian and she buys into it, obviously. Um, Which I wouldn't. I mean, not if I was Palestinian, I would too, but I don't. Um, but um but there's nothing she said that's in any way offend would be offensive to you or me or you know it would be like raise your eyebrow kind of thing like really you guys believe that kind of you know that sort of thing um, but nothing or, well i I have uh,
1: I, I think a higher tolerance for being offended so than most people yes yeah, like. I'd, I'd like to say as do I it's it, I understand their side though to a large degree okay. uh, you know if I, if I were Born on that side, I wouldn't be happy about it. No, religion, crazy. this religion, that. That's the, I think, part of the largest issue is that both sides have a religious understanding. Yeah, that, uh, that it's, largely, it's say again. Yeah, it's definitely through that.
0: Plus the history of the religion. It's not just what Muhammad said or what Allah says or Hashem says. It's also there's a history to it that, you know, in every generation, Amalek will rise, whatever that phrase is. Um, you know so people are gonna not a secular Jew might not but a religious Jew it's gonna see it that way um, it's gonna it's gonna um, influence how you see things absolutely sure yeah it's kind of wild man it's really crazy how people think it's yeah and it's complicated and it just is so I say this as an atheist I have to respect that people
1: believe I have to because that's what it is and but you on you probably think it's bonkers I'm 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 quite frankly I I believe um i'm I'm very traditional but you know i have my my belief in god how do you kind of work that because as an atheist you probably you know you think this is all nonsense so how do you if it doesn't
0: affect me what do i care believe what you want
1: yeah i I guess you're right you're probably just like wow this whole thing is so nuts you know
0: people believe in astrological signs and they believe in ghosts and they believe in a lot of things that look i would love to believe in all these things because you know it would show that there is something else other than this that would be that's my dream I just I don't see it but that's okay I have friends uh who are very religious and I go to their house for holidays and um you know I I try to not say inappropriate things (laughs) (laughs) and they've come to expect it that I will but um no absolutely I you know I I you have to not everybody thinks like you you have to respect other people sure So yes, but I do sometimes think it's a little bonkers, and I don't mean just believing God. I don't mean that. That I actually get because we want to believe in something bigger. I'm saying that you know uh, this land was given to us, and I'm like, okay, what about ten minutes before that? Whose land was it then? I mean, it is a little. It's it's very selective. Is all I'm saying. Of course, who we are, right? So.
1: For sure. Yeah, my argument. My argument simply is that. All gr- other groups, other religions, other cultures have their own place to call home. I think it's fair that we have ours. I think that's really just the basis of my of my argument. We, it's a the size of New Jersey. If we're having a religious conversation, I think the Jews have more of a of a, I guess, a calling there than other groups do. If we're not having a religious conversation, which I try not to have in these in these with this topic specifically. We have one little tiny piece of land. They have m- many others. Not to say that they should go take a hike. They, they you know, they're living there. But yeah, I mean, we're, we've we've been in so many countries. We've gotten, you know, kicked out of so many. I think it's uh, it's only fair that we have one place, and that's the end of it. You know what I mean? That's my that's my real take on this to simplify things. Which bias,
0: but you know, sure. I don't know if they're going you know, huh? to accept
1: that. No, they um, won't.
0: They don't accept that logic, but um, I, I also don't argue with logic that I can't argue with, meaning I can't argue if there's a God or not. I have no idea. I, but right. so people believe that's okay. Um, and I, but I, I think within all that, like you already hinted at, so I'm not saying you're not saying this. You still, even if this is a Jewish country and Jewish land, there are other people who live here who are not Jewish and right. have to have the same rights as me because that would just be unfair. And we as Jews obviously know that because we lived in other places. So that's all I ask for. All I ask for people is to be fair, equitable.
1: But yeah, it's hard at a conflict when people are killing yeah. each other. It's hard to think that way. For sure. I, I think it's, it's, it's different than a Western country because as much as Israel's a democracy, it's a Jewish democracy, mm-hmm. right? Which you know, so we're always going to give Jewish people in Israel a bit more, you know, they're going to be kind of, I guess you can say first class citizens simply because they have that extra right. They have the right of return and we want to keep a Jewish majority. So some, some people are going to get the bad end of the stick. You know.
0: Yeah. yeah but it, okay. When it comes to immigration policy, that's one thing when it comes to the day-to-day functioning of the states, uh, it's different. Uh, well, it's not actually different, but it's, it's another thing. And I think uh, um, I'll set aside the immigration policy because I kind of agree with it um, because of the, the fact that yeah, Jews are a minority and yeah, if we become a minority even in Israel, that's a problem with the, right. with the people who want to who throw us out. That's a problem. Because if right. the Palestinians had approached this very differently a hundred years ago and said, we plan to live with the Jews. We're happy the Jews are here. Make us equal, which is not what they did. Obviously some did, but very few.
1: Um, it would be, I
0: would have a totally, because based on who I am, I would have a totally different philosophy of saying, no, no, there should be one state for all, but it is not that way. But once you're in the state and you're a citizen, it, it, the law has to apply equally to me as to Muhammad. So um, that's that's what I, I think. And it does actually in most things, not in everything and not politically, but it does um, in the day-to-day, meaning if you took them to court, it generally does. Yeah, I mean, um, it generally does. Right. And that's actually a good thing. I may mean, speak to people in Arab-Israeli towns and they have polit- uh, political issues in the sense of they're, they're, most of their towns have not been expanded, which is a big deal, right? They don't have, they're running out of room. Um, but in terms of their day-to-day interaction in the Jewish state, they are equal in that sense. And I've noticed even the 20, 30 years ago, where hiring an Arab in some uh, uh, places, an Arab-Israeli citizen would be odd um, today it is not you see um, you know Arabs and jews working together everywhere and in, you know in settlements in you know in the hospitals in stores um, it's it
1: has changed in that sense right well, you know it's interesting yeah there's there's on one hand pete a lot of us seem to get along and then there's always those those uh those conflicts I think overall most people just most people just want to have their nice family with their you know, white picket fence, their job, their car. You know, most people aren't uh, aren't looking for constant fighting. Some people are. Some people it's in their nature. They're always looking for some kind of conquest and some sort of.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's this idea of getting back pride and getting back a sense of identity right. of who you are. It, it exists, and I think it exists in a lot of people, even if they really do want that nice house. But it, there's that. When you hear something about how your side has been victimized, it gives you a sense of who you are and mm-hmm. people both like that and, um, and it divides us at the same time. So it gives us something positive and it divides us between uh, other people. Actually, one of the more interesting things um, I can say that I've noticed or maybe it just comes up lately, um, but probably always existed, is every group I speak to, they think they're the true victims. Every group. Secular people think the religious people are oppressing them. The ultra-Orthodox think everyone hates the ultra-Orthodox. The Arabs think everyone hates them. The Palestinians think everyone hates them, including the Arab Israelis. E- everyone has a victim complex in this place. And they are all are sure of it, and they all have lots of evidence. And when I tell them, actually, I'll, I'll deal with faradi because they're, they're the ones I've been dealing with lately. They'll tell me, oh, secular people hate us. They, they claim we're leeches, we're this, we're that, we're that. And I'm like, actually, my experience is that you're not hated. And I've asked people this, and they said we wish you they would serve in the army and that they would pay more and work there. But other than that, no, there's no deep hatred towards them. Right. Uh, and they say no, no, no. You're just not asking the right people. And everyone does that about every other group. And then when I say, but do you hate the secular? They say no, of course not. They're my Jewish brothers. Do you hate mm-hmm. Arab? No, 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 no. I'm not racist. And I'm like, well, they all think you hate them too. So <laughs> you you might want to try talking yeah. to each other.
1: I think there's a bit of there's a there's a, there's a, there's a a bit of a, I'm losing the the word here, but you got what I'm saying. There's a bit of a because whole.
0: There's a little, you all think, everyone thinks that they're the one hated and they're the victims and uh they're all reacting. Nobody's acting. Everybody's reacting. So, right. and I don't know who started it. I can't really, you know, I would love to blame, you know, the people I don't like too, but, but I suspect that it's just, it's a common, it's just human nature. We always think everyone is against us and, uh, mostly in a, in a in a place like this with a history history like ours, right? So, uh, both Arabs and Jews share that kind of history of feeling like they're victims in some way. So, yeah, so similar. So, it's, it's just
1: it. so funny. I love when I see comments on 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 your videos or on other vi- somewhat related videos. Yeah. Well, you don't have this. I don't. There's nothing really like what you have, but you'll see just other videos about both sides, and people will say it's so funny how similar they look yeah How similar their culture is what they exactly. eat and they're just right they're like two brothers they're like and at, at each other's teeth they're the same people there was a video i watched the other day of an israeli girl who married an arab in lehava so for who people yeah, will know, this, know Lehava is a right-wing organization uh, a lot of them are in the settlements and they try to stop arab and jewish weddings from happening there's a lot of other things that they do but that's one of them so Israeli, a bunch of Israelis from this group were outside of this wedding, protesting the wedding. And you see at, Arabs protesting the, the anti-protest, and then the Israelis protesting for, against the wedding. And you just yeah. see a bunch of brown people yelling at each other.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> you see a bunch <laughs> of outsiders. brown They're
1: like, They're like, I worked for a peace camp in Ottawa,
0: and we had it was all um, Israelis and uh, Palestinians. And there was me, so I was Canadian, but I knew Hebrew. Wait, was there anyone else who was not? No, they were all Israelis and Palestinians. And there was one woman who's from uh, India. Like, her, she was born in Canada, but she, she, her parents were from India. And at one point she said, stop. I don't understand who you're talking about. Are you Israelis? Are you Palestinians? You all look alike. You all sound alike. Your names all seem similar. I can't tell the difference. And I thought that was very funny and telling because it's true. Did, did they, they laugh the Yeah, of course. We see huge differences, but there's someone outside, we all look the same.
1: You know what's strange though? I feel like weirdly we have this it really is like a sibling rivalry because there's so the cultures have gotten to know each other so well and they do things so similarly that it's like I hate you because you're so much like me in a sense. Well
0: they don't see it that way, but yes, I would agree. I would agree. I I I don't
1: think, think they subconscious I don't think they they consciously understand that. Or think that they way they don't I think, think that. it's in their
0: subconscious yeah it's there yes i mean that there are actual conflict theories about exactly this about how you you actually start to mirror each other in conflicts and become more alike so even in minor ways like israelis will suddenly adopt more pal- like foods which are not just mizrafi but also become palestinian um well falafels too because jews were here too so i can't use that but there are like certain Now no uh, Israelis kanafei. reading. Yeah yeah, kanafei. There's a kanafei place down the street from me. I actually think it's owned by Arabs. I think, but I'm not sure. But I see your Jews selling Kanafe. and at a certain point, we start to look like each other and act like each other, and which is on the one hand really great, but then it creates this weird competition.
1: So, I think I have a, a few other theories. <laughs> it's always funny seeing Arabs wearing the Blundstones. Uh, uh, Arabs wearing blundstones. When stones? I see Arabs wearing blundstones, I'm like, very oh, funny
0: you say that because Palestinians associate that with Israelis, the blundstones.
1: Right. So as I'm saying I saw I saw. Okay, so okay, so I'm, just, like,
0: I'm pointing that out in case you didn't know that because I hear that all the time in the West Bank. Oh, he's wearing blundstones. He must be Israeli.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's because that is it. That you know, Israelis for whatever reason decided that Australian blundstones were like the shoe to wear. They still wear it's still it's still an in thing.
0: I saw it being sold here. I don't know if it's as in as it was, but uh, I'm not very. Yeah, they're gonna but adopt. But it's being things. sold across the street from me at the moment. So yeah, uh-huh. still in. And I've noticed Palestinians have now picked it up. Yes,
1: there's they're gonna adopt some. There's they're gonna maybe do some of the haircuts. The they both work honestly. They both have those faded haircuts with the tracksuits, and they do you know obviously yeah. with, with a cigarette in their mouth. They're always both. Of them, they have the caps that the cat You know, I can generally tell the difference if you lived in Israel for long enough you're not always on point, but I'm almost always able to differentiate the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, yeah, they, they always have their caps like tightly on their head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like kind of covering their eyes. Both yeah. sides do that. It's very funny. Totally. It's that soccer, that European soccer, Middle Eastern kind of mix, you know, where they all that hooligan thing. Yeah. They both do that. So it's very interesting. And, e, and I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure.
0: yeah,
1: it's very funny. I just I love analyzing it because it's interesting. But yeah, this um, it's I don't know. What do you think is going to be in the next thirty years? Do you think things are going to kind of moderately? You've you've any moderately what? Hmm. You moderate
0: like become better in moderate time? right. I don't know. I, I I you know I I I hate when people um uh, predict the future because they're almost always wrong. Um. Mm-hmm. I would suspect it will be more of the same, and not a lot is going to change, because you need a you need some strong leaders, preferably on both sides, to really drag people into a different reality. I don't see anyone who's that kind of leader on any side, Um, so I don't see anything like that happening. Um, I don't know. I I I don't know. I, I the only. I I have hope in the fact that a lot of the Arab countries have now come around Israel. We all knew that they were dealing with Israel unofficially. Right. Um, But now that the Gulf countries and probably Saudi Arabia will be, you know, dealing a lot more with Israel, maybe that will help put some pressure on the Palestinians to be a little bit more open and uh, um, shame Israel or the Israeli politicians who are currently in power or whoever will be, I don't know, um, to... To uh, come to a table somehow and negotiate a solution, but right. I don't really see it because it it kind of look. It's easy for Israelis, you know, like it's not that bad. It's not that bad for Palestinians either, by the way. Um, you know, as you can see through the the videos, everyone's always shopping and they're going out to eat, and they're not dirt poor. Uh, Egypt is much poorer than than Gaza or is, or West Bank. Really? Yeah, Egypt is much poorer.
1: Um, Egypt is there, poorer than even Gaza, you're
0: saying? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I you could check the stats on it, but
1: yeah. Like 70% of Gazans are unemployed, I
0: think, right? Uh, yeah, so are a lot of Egyptians. So yeah, it's, wow. it's really bad. Yeah, it's bad. Um and Gaza's bad too. I don't want to take away from Gaza. I mean, I can't go to it, so I can't verify. But uh, yeah, it's it's bad there in Gaza. West Bank, I don't think is that bad. The poorest in in the West Bank. Uh, are similar to the very poor in Israel. It's not that much different um, from an outsider perspective, meaning if you go in South Tel Aviv, where I used to live, um, it's not that different than refugee camps. A little (laughs) less crowded, um, but it's not that different. Um, But there's less money in the West Bank,
1: for sure, than there is in Israel, absolutely. You need to fix the central bus station in Tel Aviv. I I don't understand Home. Why is the main city's bus station in Israel a complete horror movie? It was that
0: way, by the way, since they opened in 1992, because I was there. It was awful. Everyone knew it. It was awful.
1: Why don't they just fix it? I don't get what are they? Don't why don't they just fix it? I don't. I don't know. It makes no sense. It's, it's, it's been boggling my mind for years. It's like one of the first things. They should have a beautiful station. This is, this is our city, Tel Aviv. Yeah. And then you go to that bus station and it's a shithole. Yeah, absolutely. We
0: live in a world. I mean, that's what how I see it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> in terms of tough. things, in terms of things changing, I don't see things changing. I hope they change for the benefit of everybody, but mm-hmm. I don't because nothing's changed in ten, you know, twenty years. There might be another intifada. Maybe that'll force um, Israelis to do something and force Palestinians to do something because they'll because they're going to get killed in another intifada and it's going to be tragic and awful. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen, but um, maybe I don't know. What they need is is leaders with some vision. There's no one with vision in this country. For for Israel, forget about the Palestinians, just for Israel. And Palestinians, there's very little vision either. You ask them, you know, where's Palestine going to be in 50 years? And they say the same thing, same position. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't see, you know, in that sense. But again, as I said, it's not that bad, right? It's not. We're not Syria.
1: We're not Iraq. You no, know, it's definitely not as bad. It's just, it's honestly, it's because we're talking, people love to talk about Jewish people. Yeah. And, and I think, and I think the fact that we have a country fruit, which we haven't had in a very, very long, I mean, thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Now, anything that relates to us, that has anything to do with us becomes a lot more, it blows up. So um, funny, funny terminology. So we talk, we. Jews, by the way,
0: the, the, the videos about Jews get many more uh, uh, views than the ones about Palestinians. Really? Yeah. And by pro Palestinian type people. Like, that's what's interesting. I, I love how everyone is much more over well, the ones where I say awful things to Israelis get many more views than the pro Palestinian type stuff. Like, wh- what music and, you know, falafel do you like? You right. know, Stuff like that. So people have this obsession with Jews. It's a little weird.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily think that. Um, and yeah, it's just my feeling about the conflict is over time, I think both sides are secularizing. I think definitely, if it's a word, secularizing. I don't
0: know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Arab side, I think, is becoming more moderate. Um, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't say that for Gaza necessarily, but I would say in Ramallah, for instance, Mm-hmm. I think they be- I think over time things are becoming more relaxed. Oh. Uh they they they're spending a lot more t- they're spending time with Israelis. Israel uh, is a secular country. It's a mainly traditional country. Things are lax. You can do what you want. You can drink, you can smoke, you can party, you can do with whatever whoever. So Arabs being around that all the time, I think over time is going to rub off on them versus if they yeah. lived in huh?
0: For Arab Israelis, that's absolutely true. Oh, for sure. Right. Uh, it is true. Um, not all. Of course, you still have a lot of conservative areas, but but yes, you have much more openness. And I can spot them. When I'm in the West Bank, and I can tell who are the Arab Israelis and who are the Palestinians. And they're the same people, right? So they have the same There, There's less... You have some of them even wearing hijab, but you can tell by the way they're dressed. They dress more modern, more Western, nicer cars, Um Mm. You could tell. You could tell by their body language, a little different, just a little different.
1: It's funny what peace can give you, though. It's just funny. It's like you, if you focus your mind less on the hate and you focus more on, hey, you know, this isn't too bad, this isn't too bad, this isn't too bad, you end up with a much more, you end up with more. So it's, it's and I say that for both sides.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think they see it that way, but yeah, great. And I say that again, that's not our Jewish experience, right? I mean, we've lived. Even being oppressed, where it's not that it was good, but we learned how to cope with it. We learned how to deal with it. I don't, want to, I don't wish that on, on them, obviously. I'm just saying, we, when you've been in a position where things were tough um, and you've lived as a minority, you see things differently. I, I, that's how I see it.
1: I think I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, I think that my, that isn't always a good thing for us, though. Definitely on the Ashkenazi end, I think that, uh, and I'm not, I'm not talking about the Holocaust per se, but just in the general grand scheme of things, Ashkenazi Jews are not the best at defending themselves. No. my personal opinion.
0: Not, uh, not
1: uh, anyone in Israel. So.
0: What? Yeah, absolutely. Not the ones who are in America or Europe. Absolutely. They're not. Yeah, oh, no, without they're, a doubt. They uh, had New- a great passive awesome culture. Very.
1: <laughs> Jews in New York, for instance, are will never be confrontational. Sometimes you have to be, it's very important. Sometimes you need to know and to stand up for yourself. It's they're just it's not in their not in their book it's that's an issue so i know i, I always respect that sephardic Jews are, are a lot more you know they're, they will they're take- more they're more aggressive they're more confident as a whole uh well uh something i i one of the episodes i watched recently the videos I watched recently at the end of the video you Oh you well let me think of what the question was. The question was if you would live in Israel if they t- if the Arabs took it back would you still live there would you leave or whatever it was. I think this was the question. I know you asked it there was an older older Israeli guy and he he basically said I don't know I don't remember what the question was exactly but either way his response was I'm, you'll remember this um regardless of who which side rules most arabs if you ask them would prefer to live under israeli rule especially the ones that are already doing so so arab israelis for instance they've gotten a taste this is what he said and it was so logical he said they've gotten a taste of freedom and they would never give that up so as much as they they would technically on you know supposedly want to live under a palestinian umbrella when it comes down to it, they know their freedoms would be taken away, and they would never want to do that. And I think that's very true for a lot of them.
0: It's true. They, mean, it's they also, it's not Yeah, it's living under an autocracy. They know. They know that. I mean, that's right. a, and a dysfunctional one. So it's not even like in the West Bank. It's an Islamic state that is they're and they're not that actual. They're not you know that Islamic, by the way, comparatively to other countries. But it, it's also not just religious and culturally conservative. It's also dysfunctional. It's, you know, that's given to the government from other governments is misused, uh, stolen. They know that, and it doesn't get to the people. So that is probably what they would focus on because they don't want to insult their own culture. And I think that people have said that in videos, Arab Israelis, to a certain extent, they're not going to be overly um, in your face about it because it's insulting to them. So, you know, yes, I think that's true. And I think there are even a lot of West Bank Palestinians who, um, if they, if secretly they had the choice, they would get, they would want to, um, in some way, uh, live under an Israeli sort of system, as long as they weren't being oppressed.
1: Right. It's just hard to accept that, because by accepting that, you're kind of accepting defeat, in a sense.
0: That's how they see it. That's right. I don't see it that way, personally. But, you know, but... I, I don't have a problem with who's my neighbor. I don't care if they're Palestinian or Jews, as long mm-hmm. as they shut up at 10 o'clock at night and let me sleep. And right, <laughs> uh, right, right. I don't really care. But um, yeah, and there's a lot of people I know in the West Bank who I'd be happy to have them with my neighbors here. But there's a lot of people I've met there who I'd be like, there's no way I want them with my neighbors. Right. Who who think in these, you know, these racist ways. So, but I've met Israeli Jews the same way. So
1: it's not, yeah. Yeah, No, there's definitely, it's not as if only one side's to blame for this. That's for sure. Okay. Well, we've covered a lot of ground. Definitely. Definitely. Very, very interesting conversation. I really thank you again for coming on. Very welcome. I'm probably going to go watch some some of the videos now. As a matter of fact, do you have any new ones? Like very uh, recently,
0: just re- released today. Asking Israelis, did you establish ISIS?
1: Did you establish what? ISIS.
0: Oh, <laughs> it's a common one. I get it every so often. It, yeah, it really wasn't is- the actual question. I got the actual question is Israel. Um, it, it's a statement. It wasn't even a question. Israel supports ISIS. Israel created ISIS. What do you have to say for yourself? Things like that. So I figured I'll go basic.
1: I just, yeah, I see this I two weeks ago. People. Israel creator support ISIS. Yeah, Yeah. Yes. I
0: actually, re- I released it two weeks ago by mistake. And then, cause there was a problem because obviously it can't be monetized. So it kept giving me these new warnings. So I, I unlisted it for a bit and then I put it back. So it's there.
1: Okay.
0: It's okay. I just had to make sure it was okay. And it wasn't going to be like banned or something. like that.
1: Yeah. I'm going to check it out.
0: So yeah, that's it.
1: Okay, guys, I hope
0: everybody send me questions.
1: Yes, definitely send him questions so we can post it. Uh, His YouTube channel, you can go to Corey Gill Shuster. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the YouTube link. Anyhow, uh, I'll leave I'll leave it in the description. Mm -hmm. Definitely check out the YouTube page. It's very, very interesting. And it'll teach you a lot about both sides. Uh, Hopefully, most of the people That answer the questions are honest, but it'll definitely give you, it'll paint you a solid picture of both sides. So thanks again, and until next time.
0: Okay, great talking to you.
1: You too. Thanks. Take care.